Welcome back to the Pick and Play Podcast Network. After a month-long hiatus, it's time to get the pod party popping again. It's great to be back. I'm Brett Burrier, and I have some things to talk about. College football playoff rankings are in their second week now, and there was a lot of confusion over the first set of rankings. Um, I actually didn't have a whole lot of problems with the first set of rankings. Uh, There were some questions about Alabama being three. Well, they did lose this past weekend, so we can't really argue with that. Clemson came in at five. A lot of people were mad about that. But again, you got to play somebody. And personally, I'm kind of glad that seems like the first year that this has been the case, that the committee didn't just take what they saw from last year and carry it over, which I feel like is such an issue in college sports, especially college football. Yes, I know that the same teams are usually good the following year if they're really good, but you got to understand this is a different group of guys. It's not the same guys. Yeah, they might have a lot of the same people on the team, but it's not the same unit. So don't tell me that the Clemson team this year is the same as the Clemson team last year just because they brought back however many starters. It's not the same unit. And when you have a team that, you know, has the kind of success that they do, and then they come in and then they they play nobody, it's the automatic assumption based on what we've seen in college football in the past is that, oh, yeah, they just got an easy walk to the playoff. Sure, yeah, whatever. They'll just get into the playoff. They'll be fine. They'll be ranked one or two the whole season, and then they're they're just they're going to be fine. Well, thank you, committee, for taking a look at that whack-ass schedule and not saying, yeah, but we saw them last year, and we saw them the year before, and we saw them the year before that. Let's just put them at one or two. No, thank you for putting them at five and at least having to have other teams get knocked off in front of them. So I I didn't have a whole lot of problems with the first week. Uh, The second week of the college football rankings are a little bit off, in my opinion. Um, Now, granted, I'm a diehard Georgia fan. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm upset that they're fourth. But the reality is that they don't deserve to be fourth right now. And honestly, you know, if if you're a dog fan, I don't really think that there's... You really shouldn't even care about what the rankings look like right now. Because the fact of the matter is, where Georgia is... In their conference, being on the SEC East, you know, they've locked up that spot in the championship game. they got to beat Auburn. But they've locked up a spot in the championship game regardless. So they went out, they win the championship game, which is going to be against LSU, not Alabama this year. Going to be a little bit of a different look. Then they're in regardless. So yes, I think it's dumb that Georgia's currently ahead of Alabama in the college football rankings. I think that's dumb. I mean, Alabama lost to LSU and Georgia lost to South Carolina. I mean, those those two losses are not even in the same stratosphere. So yeah, Bama should be ahead of Georgia. But again, that doesn't matter. None of it matters. Because Alabama's not going to get a chance to get into the, into the uh, SEC championship game. So their only way in is if Georgia loses anyway. Or if, you know, obviously we have some other really weird things going on in the the top 10. But if you're Bama, sure, you should be happy where you are. If you're Georgia, you shouldn't be freaking out. It's fine. This ranking doesn't matter now. It's going to matter in a couple weeks. 
And then it's going to really matter when you play LSU. Uh, Oklahoma is, I mean, they're absolutely getting disrespected at a massive scale. Uh, You look at these teams that are ranked ahead of Oklahoma. Do we think Penn State's better than Oklahoma? No. Oh, yeah, but Oklahoma probably has two losses, right? Wrong. They have one loss. Is Minnesota better than Oklahoma? Time will tell. I don't believe it, but time will tell. It's possible. Uh, Utah's not. Oregon's not. It's, I just think that it's it's a little bit ridiculous when you have not only the most explosive offense in the country, a defense that's at least a little bit better than it was before, but that's not really how they win. And a Heisman candidate who's playing out of his mind for most of the year, and they're sitting at 10 with one loss. They clearly, the committee clearly hates the Big 12 this year more than ever. I mean, Baylor's undefeated. They're sitting at 13. Now, granted, I don't even like Baylor. But Oklahoma's going to play Baylor, and they're probably going to blast them. And I still don't think Oklahoma's going to move up the rankings very much. Uh, Maybe one or two spots, depending on how the other games, you know, play out. But let's just real quick go through the top 10 teams who they're playing this week, what it means. Let's just kind of run down. All right, so LSU coming off arguably the biggest win in a decade-ish. And, you know, they're sky high. They dropped 46 on Alabama. The, 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 uh, the game was not as close as the final score uh, in, indicated. You know, Bama had a... With a minute left, they had a weird 85-yard touchdown pass that should have never happened, uh, and then a chance at an onside kick. But, you know, it was 33-13, to 13, f- fairly, you know, I, I believe at half or close to half. Uh, it was 46-34 with a minute to go. LSU really had control of the game. Now, yeah, Tua fumbled on the first drive on the five-yard line or something, seven-yard line. That sucks, but that's football. That kind of stuff happens. That LSU and Alabama weren't going to play an entire game and not have a turnover. So the fact that it happens on the first possession, don't, don't blame the game on that. That kind of thing was going to happen. So LSU's playing Ole Miss. Now, the game's on the road. Um, Ole Miss is not great, but they've been competitive against some good teams. Uh, they, you know, they had close games with Auburn and close games with A&M. Both of them were one-score games. Uh, this is going to be a, a a road game for LSU. Talent level is, you know, not even on the same level. LSU is better across the board. But coming off Alabama, kids are in college. Not really sure how much partying happened this week. Maybe more than usual. Maybe not. Maybe they're taking care of business and acting like professionals. I don't know because I'm not down in Baton Rouge. But this has the potential to be a letdown game. Only if LSU really lets it, though. I mean, they, they, they'd have to be asleep for a full half for this to be a problem. But at the end of the day, these are college kids. They're college players. They're going, they already know they're going to the SEC championship. They're flying sky high. That hasn't happened in a while. We'll see. My, I expect LSU to take care of business, but this could potentially be a trap game. Uh, Ohio State is at Rutgers. Um, yeah, let's move on from that one. 
Uh, Georgia is going to be at Auburn. This is maybe the most stressful game of the year for me as a Georgia fan. No matter how good we are, no matter how good they are, no matter who's hurt, who's healthy, Georgia-Auburn is an absolute bear. I mean, that is a brutal physical fight every year. Games have been won on last-second Hail Marys. Games have been won on passes that deflect off helmets. Games have been won on fumbles. It, it's, it's a weird game. It's a weird rivalry. I never have any comfort going into this game. Uh, Georgia, Georgia had a slew of injuries last week. And, you know, that, that win against Florida was extremely Im- important for them. And uh, the win against Missouri was as well very imp- important for them. You know, Missouri's not fantastic, but they're ex- explosive offense, and, and Georgia did shut them out. Three offensive linemen went down, and Lawrence Cager, the top wide receiver for Georgia, also went down. None of them returned to the game. Um, There's not a whole lot out yet. There's just kind of been reports from Kirby saying, you know, guys are progressing, guys are progressing. That's fine. That's good. That's what I want to hear. I think at the end of the day, if Georgia plays really well, they they can beat Auburn in an ugly game without all their starters. That's a lot of guys, but I, I do think across the board, when fully healthy, Georgia's significantly better than Auburn. So I have to believe that with Kirby Smart's recruiting and all these amazing classes that they have and how big they are on the front lines, that Georgia is going to be fine with some of their second unit guys in there. Clemson. Uh, you know, I guess this is going to be a test. I guess... Uh, Wake Forest has been pretty good this year, but that's it. They've been pretty good. Um, this is tragically the best competition that Clemson is going to play all year. Yeah, they played AM first week of the season. Uh, you know, there's a lot that you can take away from that. AM's dropped some games that were really weird this year. They just don't seem like quite themselves. Still explosive, still can score, still can win, but. This Wake Forest team has been a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde. They have been they've been good way more than they've been bad. Um, the couple games where they were bad, they were especially bad. Um, now I know that the Virginia Tech game, they did not have Jamie Newman, uh, the junior redshirt junior quarterback, who has been phenomenal this year. By the way, I know there's not a lot of people watching Wake Forest football, but if they happen to be on and you're sitting around on a Saturday, shoot, if you're, if you're sitting around this Saturday, check out Clemson and Wake for a few minutes. See if he can do it against Clemson. Because that's the only ch- uh, chance that, that Wake Forest has is if Clemson is just straight up not as good as they usually are, which, by the way, they might be. I know that, you know, the skill position guys are crazy, but, man, 22-21 to 21 against North Carolina, a couple of other just you know, just kind of looked off first couple games and here and there and a couple bad stretches. Yeah, they're winning all their games. We get it. But I think there's been at least two games this season where if they were playing anybody half decent, then they would have lost. So I'm expecting Clemson to win. But, you know, take this however you want it. Wake is unfortunately the best competition that they're going to play this year until the playoff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Bama is going to Mississippi State. Now, history says that this should be a competitive game and that some weird shit might happen. Um, But common sense says that Bama just lost 
and they don't usually do that. And now they're going to go take it out on an inferior opponent. I would not be worried about Bama this week. I wouldn't be worried about Mississippi State pulling off something crazy like they did a few years ago. It's not happening. Bama's taking care of business. Uh, Oregon's also taking care of business because Arizona is a trash bucket. Absolutely terrible. They look like they had a little bit of potential at the beginning of the year. They just keep dropping games to worse and worse teams. They lost to UCLA last week. That is not good. Uh, speaking of UCLA, they are going to get buried by Utah, who is coming in at number eight on the, uh, or I'm sorry, number seven on our uh, college football playoff rankings this week. I don't expect that to be a game. Uh, Utah has been my dark horse pick for the college football playoff since the preseason. I'm still riding with them. I think that they really have a shot to make it. I think they're better than Oregon. Uh, but you know what? We're going to see because it's all kind of jumbled in here right now. Um, here's the biggest question mark of any of the top 10. And this is very interesting to see. Minnesota is now 8th in the playoff rankings. This is an undefeated Minnesota team. But, hold on now. Have they played anybody that's, like, really good? Probably Penn State. Probably. We're going to see. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that Penn State drops another game by the time the regular season ends. Um, but anyway, so we got the whole, you know, we got the whole country now, especially in Big Ten land. Everyone's talking, wow, you know what? If Minnesota knocks off Ohio State, then they're in. They're in. And yeah, I would probably agree with you, except there's one problem. They're going to Iowa this weekend, and they're going to lose. Yeah, they're going to lose to the Hawkeyes. The Hawkeyes are a nasty, physical, shove-it-down-your-throat, just mean football team. And that's kind of a little bit of what Minnesota's got going on in certain places. Uh, but this is at Iowa. It's going to be a brutal in in environment. You want to take a look at Iowa's three losses this year? First of all, they, they lost one home game. It was 17-12 to 12 against Penn State. I'm not exactly going to sit here and call that a bad loss when Penn State is sitting in the top 10 of the college football rankings. Their road losses are as follows. 10-3 to 3 at Michigan. 24-22 to 22 at Wisconsin. This defense is nice. It's nasty and nice. And Minnesota just... I just don't think they're going to be ready for this kind of an in, in, uh, intensity on the road. They now have a target on their back that they didn't have before, and I think Iowa just might hurt their feelings. Uh, Penn State's playing Indiana. Indiana has been better than they've been in a while. They're actually kind of fun. Um, they do some fun things. They, they, they can run the ball. They play pretty decent defense. Uh, it's not great. It's, it's not in that top tier of the, of, of the Big Ten, but... You know, they've, they've beat all the bad teams. They've been competitive against a couple of good teams. So I, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, Indiana to kind of get put in their place a little bit here. Penn State's not amazing, but they are good, and I think they're significantly better than, than in Indiana. So Penn State, Penn State wins. Um, and then, you know, as I was saying before, we're going to round it out with o Oklahoma. Um, 
just going back on on uh, you know going back to what I was saying about the Baylor Bears. <sighs> They're undefeated, yes. They're at 13 for this reason. Their best wins this year are Kansas State and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is no longer relevant in the slightest. Kansas State is just maybe barely kind of relevant, maybe. Uh, But they haven't been especially impressive against anyone that they've beaten. Um... The TCU triple overtime win game was, you know, that's an important win if you're going to have a, a, a magical, you know, t- team of destiny type season. You, you have to hang on and, 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 and win one of those or, you know, win a close game against an inferior opponent or a triple overtime marathon or whatever. That's a good win. That shows that they know how to win games. They know how to finish. Uh, I think the problem is is that when they start playing against better comp- if they were to play against better competition starting with Oklahoma, I don't think that they're going to be in any position to be able to finish a game. I think they're going to be coming from behind every time. And what I've seen from this offense this year, it doesn't seem like they can do that against the best. So, you know, possible upsets. I'm looking hard at Georgia. You know, not because, as I said, not because they aren't the better team. In fact, they're miles better than Auburn when they're at full strength, but they aren't at full strength. And, you know, this is why you you play the games. This is why you play the season. If those three offensive linemen don't play and the second-string guys don't step up to the plate, then they're going to lose. They'll lose in a low-scoring affair because the defense is still going to be fire. The defense is still going to be ridiculous. Have you looked at the numbers? Georgia has a better defense than anyone in the SEC. Don't tell me they don't play in the West. Whatever. They play Florida. They've got Auburn coming up. They've played against multiple. They played Notre Dame. They played multiple ranked teams already. In fact, I think five. Don't quote me on that because I'm going to have to go back and look at it. Teams win and lose and jump in and out of the rankings. But Georgia's beaten some some good teams this year. And, uh, you know, I think if they can get past... Auburn and get those three guys healthy again then we're gonna see just what everyone was hyping up at the beginning of the season it's clear that the committee still has a lot of faith in them if they're gonna put them at four above Alabama again Alabama fans I would say I'm sorry but because you are you I am not going to um but yeah you know it's this is the time of year where college football gets extremely interesting this is where random upsets that aren't even on the radar start to happen now once everything is really put on a map and into place and we need to do this, 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 and this to get there, some kids crumble, some kids rise to the occasion. Speaking of kids, let switch gears here. Can we pump the brakes on who's good and who's not good in college basketball? What has the season been like 30 minutes so far? Are, are, we a half, are we even a full hour into basketball? Yeah, okay, so Michigan State gets 85% of the number one votes preseason and then loses night one to Kentucky. Instant reactions are, Michigan State's overrated. Michigan State was misplaced in the rankings. Oh, Kentucky is the best team in the nation, no question. Well, guess what? It's college basketball in November. Weird shit happens. In today's college game, we're seeing, you know, more freshmen and sophomores starting and playing big minutes than ever before it's a 30 plus game regular season if you're good it's 40 
Well, not regular, but, you know, with conference tournaments and uh, the NCAA tournament. But, you know, it's a 30-plus game regular season. Weird shit happens. Guess what happened last night? Kentucky lost to Evansville. You ever been to an Evansville game? You ever seen tickets on StubHub going for an Evansville game? No. It's college basketball. Weird shit happens. Kentucky's going to be fine. Michigan State's going to be fine. Look, if you love watching college basketball, just take the first month to just watch. Don't try to decide who the champs are going to be. Don't tell me, you know, don't try and tell me who the best player in the country is when we haven't even gotten to conference play. Don't tell me Michigan over, Michigan State is, is overrated. All right? Don't tell me any of these things. Just watch the games. Enjoy the season for a while. Let your takes, you know, whether they're hot or not, develop as the season goes on. And, you know, as far as Michigan State goes, there are two teams that peak in March every single year, no exceptions. Every year. One of them is Louisville, and the other is Michigan State. So the fact that both of those teams started the year ranked in the top five is absolutely fucking terrifying. So just relax. It's going to be fine. In other news, Duke looks good. Okay, that's the end of the college basketball segment. We'll dive deeper in coming weeks. Real quick, let's head over to professional sports. It is starting to get into the nitty-gritty of the NFL season. Oh, boy. The Ravens have me up at night. I'm serious. I haven't been this excited for my team in a long freaking time. The best part is that the rest of the country is excited about the Ravens, too, which never happens. You know, obviously, other than Steeler fans, Brown fans, Bengal fans, and Patriot fans. We seem pretty popular right now. And it's kind of crazy. This has never happened. Not, not in my memory. I mean, we, we had the best defense in the NFL for years, including possibly the greatest of all time. That didn't make the rest of the country like the Ravens. We had a quarterback that had the greatest playoff run in football history. That didn't do it. No, 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 no. It took something extremely special. It took something otherworldly. New, fresh, and different. And what was it? Oh, yeah. It was one man. Lamar, baby. Lamar Jackson is special in a way that everyone in the league can appreciate. And everyone watching football around the country. You can't watch a full game of Lamar Jackson and afterwards be like, nah. It, you just can't do it. I mean, it's, it, it's a highlight reel waiting to happen on every play. It's like watching a great basketball player. It's, it's crazy and it's, oh, it's, it's so much fun. So the Ravens are currently sitting at two or three on the power rankings, you know, depending on where you're looking. I don't really understand this. Um, and, you know, you can, you can agree or, or uh, disagree with this, just as anything else. You know, I'm just, I'm just here saying what I think. Last time I checked, the power rankings weren't the AP poll. Uh, the power rankings weren't the coaches poll. The power rankings aren't the college football playoff poll. It isn't cumulative to that extent. The key term in power rankings is power. 
That means how good are you right the fuck this second? And right the fuck this second, the Ravens look like they're clearly the best team in the NFL to me. Patriots lost their last game by 17 points. 17. To who? The Ravens. So why am I looking at the right the fuck this second poll and seeing New England ahead of us? In the end, it doesn't really matter. Because out on the field in the upcoming weeks is what matters most, but why have a power ranking system if you can't rank a team above another that has not only been playing really well for weeks and annihilated them into oblivion? I mean, it seems obvious to me, but hey. I don't get paid to do the weekly Patriot rankings. Uh, Big slate coming this weekend. Starting on Thursday night, Steelers find themselves back in the playoff hunt. The Browns will be excited to play division rival after getting a big win against Buffalo and Pittsburgh is now playing for more than they thought they would be a few weeks ago. Uh, I I think coaching wins this game, not talent. Uh, Tomlin hasn't always been perfect, but in my estimation over the years, he's been a pretty damn good coach. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, on the other hand, uh, I just saw him down at Kinko's printing his resume. I think maybe even to hand right back into Kinko's for a job. Uh, Jacksonville plays Indy, and it's the return of Nick Foles. That's interesting. Half of me wants him to do really well, because I don't really think he's ever gotten truly a fair shake. Uh, it's kind of interesting. You don't really hear that a lot when you have Super Bowl MVP <laughs> not getting a fair shake. Um, he, he isn't a star, but he can do some things. And he has done some things, as we all know. The other half of me is just enjoying the Minshew mania so much that I don't really want it to end. So, I don't know. I mean, the guy's a starting quarterback, right? Right? I mean, in my estimation, he is. Look, I don't know who wins this game, but I do know one thing. I'm going to watch as little of this as possible. Uh, Detroit and Dallas had a chance to be fun, but with no Stafford, it could be brutal. Uh, the Cowboys are minus three and a half. And, uh... He ain't here, but I got a feeling if Gordo was on the air, he'd say, Daddy Hungy, because this is the lock of the week. Minnesota is going to blast Denver. That's the end of the story. I just hope that the blast doesn't hurt Joe's neck more on the sideline. Love you, Joe. Uh, Bills beat the Dolphins. Niners beat the Cardinals. Raiders beat the Bengals. The Saints have something to prove this week. Uh, yeah, of course. Most of us are going to be writing off last week's loss to the Falcons to uh, superior preparation by Ad- 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 Atlanta. And, you know, just overall divisional rivalry stuff. Um, but, you know, it would make sense. Uh, it was pretty clear that the Falcons spent the entire season prepping for this game and didn't do any scouting reports for the first 10 weeks. But, hey, they did beat the Saints. Uh, but yeah, so if the Bucks win this game, I, I don't really think that the Saints can be considered true contenders anymore, at least not for the moment. But then again, that's why we have the power rankings. They could rise again. Um, but yeah, I, a loss here would be really brutal. Um, let's see, we got the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots are going to beat the Eagles. The Eagles are going to no doubt be ready, um, you know. There's obviously history between these two teams, and uh, it's just not going to matter. The, the Patriots are, are not going to lose coming off of a bye week after getting trounced. 
don't waste your energy, your time, or your money trying to convince yourself to bet on the Eagles. It's just a bad call this week. Um, ooh, Jets, Redskins. Sure. Rams are playing the Bears. This game is kind of weird. Uh, both teams' records are a little bit off from where many of us imagined they'd be preseason. Uh, neither team has looked really good at any point this season. Um, but it is clear that both teams have talent. At least I, th- I think so. Uh, I, th- I think it's pretty obvious that the Bears at least have talent on the defensive end. And uh, the Rams at least have talent at certain positions. Um, but both these teams un- very much underperforming for what the uh, fan bases were expecting this year. And I think a lot of the analysts and experts as well. Um, I really think this is a legitimate toss-up game because of the offensive woes that the Rams have had recently. I mean, they just can't do anything on the offensive side of the ball. It doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. This is a good defense they're playing against. I mean, the Rams are a six-and-a-half-point favorite, which means the play is absolutely the Bears' money line, which you can get right now at plus 245. Can you believe that for a Brett Berger toss-up game? Amazing. I know I'll be on the Bears. Not because they're great, but because this game is going to be trash. Yeah, so the NFL has been fun so far, I think. Uh, The refs certainly haven't been. The challenges of pass interference that destroy the game flow and never get overturned haven't been fun either. But overall, it has been an exciting season filled with a lot of parody. I mean, nobody saw San Francisco coming except for San Francisco. Um, (laughs) the Browns debacle, Lamar magic, you know, undefeated teams through week nine and 10. It's been fun, but this is where the seasons are made and broken. This stretch coming up right here. We've passed the halfway point. Teams know each other a little bit more. They've got 10 weeks of tape on one another. They've played each other in the division at least once. This is where the seasons are decided. But yeah, um, in the upcoming pods, I'm going to be diving more into the NBA. Um, I've enjoyed watching the first couple weeks. You know, it's it's still the beginning. Um, trying to get a little bit of a handle on things for this year. You know, there's a lot to settle. Um, first year in a while that the Warriors haven't been uh, just an overwhelming favorite. So it's actually made the opening games a little bit more important and exciting for the fan base, which is great. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of questions that I have right now. I, I'm, I'm not going to dive into any of them yet because, again, I, th- I think it's still too early. Are the Phoenix Suns real? I'm certainly not ready to say that. I've seen them have a hot start before that was completely phantom, but they at least look real, and they have a point guard this time. Uh, Are are the Kings dead without Marvin Bagley? I don't know. They lost their first six games. They've won four in a row. Who who knows? Are the Warriors really going to get a top four pick in the draft? At this point, I'd say probably. Um, Yeah, it's just... We're so early. There's so much to, to just soak up and absorb i mean can the nuggets or the jazz get the one seed why not if Kawhi's going to be load managing if george is going to play till january 
if we get a month and a half into the season and Anthony Davis has to take six weeks off, or maybe that one of those teams gets the one seed regardless of those things happening. The Nuggets are fucking good. The Jazz are really good. There's good basketball this year. There's good teams on, um, in both conferences, teams that I really enjoy watching, teams that play the game well together, coached well, a lot of young talent. Shout out to Trey Young. God, every time I watch this man play basketball, it's like, it's like I'm a kid again. It's like I'm a kid and I'm just like watching stuff that I would do in pickup games. And he's doing it against the best players in the world. It's phenomenal. It's so fun. Um, all right, three quick things and a plug, and then I'm going to jump off of here. Thing number one, eat your vegetables. You need them. Trust me, when I don't eat them for a while, I feel like shit. Uh, thing number two, if you're feeling down or depressed, reach out. Doesn't necessarily need to be a doctor, but it could be. Reach out to family and friends if you need them. I know I don't do that enough, but we all really should. And thing number three, make sure to tune into all of our pods on our channel. Uh, you get a little bit of a lot of different stuff between Gordonimus and myself. Uh, so subscribe to Pick and Play 37 on SoundCloud. And one quick plug, the most recent short film I starred in was selected to Shockfest Film Festival. Uh, it's going to be screening in Las Vegas on the 22nd of November. Can't tell you what it's called yet because it's not out. And there's actually going to be two cuts of this movie but yeah there's gonna be a red carpet event and all that stuff i'm not sure if i'm gonna be in attendance but if i am i will stand out on that red carpet in my hoodie and jeans so follow me on instagram at brett burrier that's at b-r-e-t-t-b-u-r-r-i-e-r if you want to keep up with my struggles as an actor in hollywood and occasionally catch a win or two or if you just want to see what I'm cooking for dinner. I, I, do like to, I do like to do that sometimes. So take care of yourselves. Take care of your family, your loved ones. Enjoy the weekend. There's football on.